Welcome to your journey to greatness through routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes and I'm author of the book and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. series yesterday on heart-centered life and leadership and today I want to touch on an understanding of how our emotions or our emotional intelligence, our ability to be heart-centered in our thoughts and our minds, our ability to be intuitive and align with our own core values is going to affect our health and we know this because when we're under stress or we're feeling discontent or we're feeling the sense of dis-ease, and that's the French uh, word disease, um, that's the derivation of it as a French, but it means dis-ease, it's having a sense of dis-ease in our body. I think it's important that we, we do understand this piece of it in order to move forward into the rest of this series. So the, the impacts on health and disease regarding the heart, the heart is the most, most powerful oscillator in the body. Well, we can't argue with that, right? And its behavior is naturally nonlinear or irregular. In fact, one measure of the irregular nonlinear activity of the heart is called heart rate variability or HRV. Now, anybody who's in medical practice would know and understand this term. The resting heart, instead of beating regularly, engages in continual spontaneous fluctuations. The heartbeat in young, healthy people is highly irregular, but the heart beating patterns tend to become very regular and predictable as people get older or as their hearts become diseased. Okay, there's that word again. So the greater the HRV, the more complex the heart's beating patterns are, the healthier the heart is. Now that's an interesting fact, uh, and that was just your little, I guess, course in heart science or uh, a doctrinal information. <laughs> um, it, it is not surprising then that our culture's focus on a type of schooling that develops the brain without talking about the heart, that fosters thinking instead of feeling, and detachment instead of empathy can lead to disease. I mean, you look at the astronomical statistics today of heart disease, and it is always accompanied by an increasing loss of non-linearity of the heart. The more predictable and regular the heart becomes, the more diseased it is. Loss of heart rate variability, or HRV, occurs in things like multiple sclerosis, fetal distress, aging, and congestive heart disease. To be healthy, the heart must remain in a highly unstable state of dynamic equilibrium. Now, this is some really cool stuff, because when you stop and think about this, okay, there is a lot uh, really hinging on your emotional state or your state of mind. And we've talked a number of times about how important it is that you have the right state of mind and that you take care of your state of mind by having a success routine. And we go back to that. So since emotional experience comes in part from the electromagnetic field of the heart, okay, and I say electromagnetic field, we've talked about that before as well. Your heart's magnetic energy is actually about 6,000 times more powerful than your brain's magnetic energy, but only about 100 times stronger than the electrical energy of the brain. And why is that important? Because 
when you are near someone and you notice that they don't feel right about you or that they're angry with you or that they, you know, they hate you or you just feel it, you feel that seething or you feel tension in the room. That's that energy that you are sensing or feeling. Now, you can't say that you're not familiar with it because everybody recognizes that energy, whether or not you put a label on it. Okay. So uh, anyway, let's continue on. So when it's disordered, a narrow, non-complex electromagnetic field will produce emotional experiences that are themselves disordered, narrow, and restricted in scope. This holds the consciousness or state of mind, okay, better term for you. Um, the verbal, intellectual, analytical mode of cognition is another way to put it. Necessarily produces a diminished heart function, a shallower mix of emotional states, an impaired ability to respond to embedded meanings and communications from the environment and from the self. Now, I know that was a lot of big words. You might need to go back and listen to this again to fully comprehend what I'm trying to say to you. But, but in simpler terms, basically, when we have emotional experiences that cause us to be um, you know, stressed or full of anguish or upset or unforgiveness or bitterness or, or hatred or offense... It affects our heart in a very negative way and our overall state of being. And it also kind of shuts down our ability to be able to be in tune with ourselves and what we're really feeling. You, you know, you've been before, you've heard before, anger is blind. Okay, so when you're angry and upset, you, you kind of shut down and you're not able to see things from a bigger perspective. Or you're so offended, all you can see is the offense. You can't see the big picture what's really happening around you. You become closed in and hard-hearted and you've heard that term before. Well, conversely, increasing heart coherence and heart brain entrainment has shown many positive health effects, such as uh, in, 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 an increase in coherence, uh, the body's production of immunoglobin, uh, immunoglobulin, which is a, a produces improvements in many disorders, such as it, it can improve arrhythmia, mitral valve prolapse, congestive heart failure, asthma, diabetes, fatigue, autoimmune conditions, anxiety, depression, AIDS, post-traumatic stress disorder, and a number of other disorders. So I really am uh, getting close to running out of time, so I'm going to try to wrap this up in, in some layman's terms. So in a specific treatment intervention study, for example, they found that heart blood pressure can be significantly lowered in six months without the use of medication if if a heart coherence is reestablished. So in other words, the heart-brain synchronization where people feel, okay, because of emotional choices, because of a state of mind, they feel and experience less anxiety, depression, and stress overall. But a lack of cognitive focus on the body, okay, results in disconnection and disorder, which we get back to that word dis-ease. Now, I hope this is making some sense to you. The more confused, angry, or frustrated a person becomes, the more incoherent your heart becomes, okay? So this, you know, and if you, know, if you were able to, you know, monitor that heart rate, say, you know, um, you know, on an EKG or whatever, and you were able to watch the, the heartbeat itself, you would see exactly what I'm talking about as far as coherence, incoherence, um, you know, state of mind, anxiety, you know, and how the heart reacts to that, as well as some of these other terms that we've used. So that's all that we have time for today. I'm going to dive back into a few more scientific facts tomorrow to wrap this up. And then we're going to talk about some other really interesting facts regarding the heart. But I hope at the very least you've realized the power of the heart 
and how it is not only important to pumping blood, but it is also important to your emotional state and your ability to release the right neurotransmitters and live a healthy life. Listen, Michelle Steffes, with your journey to greatness through routine. I am so glad you joined us, and I hope you join us again tomorrow. 